Arizona Sports, sports. the local sports leader. leader. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing. Proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. Uh, Let's rock and roll with today's 4 o'clock reset. We're at the midway point of the Burns and Gambo show. This is everything you need to know that's going on in sports that we have been talking about and even stuff we haven't talked about yet. Nick Rollis, new Cardinals defensive coordinator, was introduced today. Head coach Jonathan Gannon was the one doing the introducing, and he did say that Rollis will call the defense. Calling the defense is that Nick's deal, or are you gonna are you gonna do something? Did I say he was calling the defense? Well, I, I don't know. I thought maybe. Maybe I said that I'll get to that when we get to it. Nick will call the defense. I don't think he was trying to be edgy about it. I think it was just kind of a joke going on there. It sounded confrontational. Like yeah, it sounded it awkward, sound but like... I, I really don't think it was awkward at all. Did you yeah. order the code red? <laughs> You're bleeping right, I did. Ah. Um, so, yes, Nick Rollis will call the defense. 29-year-old, youngest coordinator in all of the NFL. There we go. So let's just hey, throw him right to the fire. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> We got fun and games. We got everything you want, honey. We know the names. Rollis gave an example, though, of a current Cardinals player who uh, exudes this and Gannon's desire for being violent. Buddha sets the standard on how you play this game. It is violent. It is high motor 24-7. And I'm just picking one guy out. There's all guy. There's all kinds of guys on this defense that play to that standard. And we're going to continue to demand to push that even further. I'm excited for what he could do with the not just Buddha, but there are a lot of young guys, Avon Collins and Isaiah Simmons and Zach Allen, if he comes back, and Byron Murphy, if he comes back, that very talented players that we need to see if another coaching staff can get the most out of these guys. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm excited what Rollis did with the linebackers last year in Philly and whether he can start to do some of the same things here. Now, a lot of names I'm going to throw out there. These are, have all been reported today on social media in in terms of possible additions for the Cardinals. According to reports, they will add Florida co-defensive coordinator Patrick Tony as a defensive assistant. Florida's tight ends coach William Piegler will join him and follow him to the Cardinals. Don't know what role he's going to play. Ben Steele, who spent last year on the Denver Broncos as an assistant offensive line coach before being fired mid-year, he will oversee the Cardinals' tight ends. Northwestern cornerbacks coach Ryan Smith is taking that job with the Arizona Cardinals. Whole bunch of names out there. Steele is the interesting one. He's a veteran. He's got like 15 years of NFL experience. Yeah. He's been around a while. But there is an expectation that Gannon might still seek a true veteran presence on his coaching yeah, staff. Yeah, we've discussed Mike Zimmer, but I would imagine somebody like that. If it's not Zimmer, somebody else, somebody that you can you can go to and bounce ideas off of. Mike Munchak is a name that's also been mentioned well, Mike as Munchak, a possibility. Okay, yeah, that, that's been thrown out there. We have a very easy to follow article listing all of these reported coaching hires. You can find it on the Arizona Arizona Sports app and ArizonaSports.com. Newsmakers Week this morning on Bickley and Murata. It continued, and that includes legendary voice of the Suns, Al McCoy, ranking the Kevin Durant trade against all others in Suns history. Well, there's no question. It would be number one. Wow. Number one. Number one. For Charles Barkley, I happen wow. to agree with that. But yes, number one. Right now we think like that. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Indeed. You know?
Diamondbacks general manager Mike Hazen was on this morning and spoke on the expectations of Corbin Carroll. There's not really expectations. It's, it's a dangerous game to play with young players. Every player, no matter how talented, they have to learn the game at this level through success and failure. And I don't think anyone's immune to that. He is an exceptional player, incredible makeup. He's one of the hardest working, most dedicated players we have in our system. And to me, that's the foundation for a really good player. Some reports yesterday that they might be talking about a long-term extension, but that's they difficult. Would, listen, there's, there's a bunch of players. Seattle has done it with Rodriguez. Uh, Franco in Tampa. The Braves have done it with like three of their players. It is better to try to lock these guys up early if you really believe in them uh, than lose them in free agency. So they would like to get something done, but I will tell you, nothing is is close at all and they are on a deal. years away from losing Corbin Carroll in free agency. They control him for a number of years, but they'd like to get out in front of that so that they don't have to. They got him locked up and they eat up some of his free agency years. Kenny Dillingham was on Bickley and Murata as part of, new, uh, as part of Newsmakers Week. Gave a warning to recruits as they visit schools across the country. you got to remember, you're being sold something, right, by professionals. It's not about what somebody shows you. It's about what they don't show you. That's the key to a visit, is when you leave a visit or when you're on campus and you hit the last day of your visit, you should be thinking about, what have they not showed me? Because those are the flaws. Those are what they're hiding. Dillingham can't sell it, can't he? Why are they hiding? I want to know now. (laughs) What are they hiding on the visit? The things they're terrible at. Those are the things they're hiding. Brian Windhorst expressed a little doubt about Kevin Durant's son's debut going down on Friday. I'll let him explain. There is a desire for Durant to get a five-on-five live contact workout tomorrow in Phoenix and then see how his knee reacts to that. Neither Durant nor the Suns are ruling out Friday's game. If not Friday, then it could be Sunday against the Bucs. If not Sunday against the Bucs, then it'd be Wednesday against the Hornets on the road. Yes, we had James Jones on, and he basically said that he's not ruling him out for Friday. There'll be five on five and three on three drills, and they're going to wait for him to see how he feels after he, you know, does some of this work. No, I can't. Um, you know, I, I can. I say I'm pretty. It's just one of those things where I think over the next, you know, like we have a practice tomorrow, uh, we'll get a better gauge of where he is tomorrow. Uh, but he, he's close. Uh, I just can't tell you exactly when he'll play, but I, I know he's close. There was also, speaking of the Suns, a series of tweets that you had this morning about the Ring of Honor and the entryway into Footprint Center. Yes. Some possible changes there. What details do you have on that? Well, I'm going to be real interested to see if Matt Ishbia follows up on plans that were put in place, um, that, that Robert Sarber and his group had put in place that was supposed to take place in the beginning of the year. Now, you know, after Robert left the organization, those ideas got got squashed and put on the back burner, but they did include a year-long effort to honor Jerry Colangelo. The Central Pavilion was to be renamed Colangelo Hall. It was going to have a video wall playing highlights of his role in professional sports in Arizona. The project, which also included a large video ring uh, showing footage of the Suns Ring of Honor members was going to be unveiled at the start of last season with the induction of Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion into the Ring of Honor. So that is something I know Robert Sarver and his group had put in place that they expected was going to get done. Then obviously when the change happened, um, it wasn't finished. I'd like to see if Matt Ishby is going to complete that. But yes, Amari and Sean into the Ring of Honor was the plan. They were going to do that in the beginning of the year. I'd be curious to see if Ishby picks back that, that, that picks up that thread where it left off and whether he'd be pursuing that 
again I mean, he should. or not. Yeah, it, it's those are two, if you talk about guys who aren't in the Ring of Honor who should be, those are the first two that kind of come to mind at this stage. And honoring Jerry Colangelo. Oh, of course, you without know? question. Yeah, I mean, it, that's, that is, and you would think with Ishbia and the revelation from Jerry about a week ago that Ishbia reached out to him around the time of the Kevin Durant trade, he's kind of already established that. I, I would think something like that could get done. Uh, Gamble also reported on a Coyotes trade earlier today. Yes. Went down right at the start of the show. What happened on that one? Yeah, we were able to break that story. The Coyotes traded Dyson Mayo to the Golden Knights for a fifth round draft pick, and they acquired the contract of defenseman Shea Weber, who doesn't play, but, um, you know, another, they did that with Pavel Datsoik. They've done that with a few different players over the years. They'll take on a contract, and they did it with Pronger, if you remember. But yes, they get a fifth round pick for taking on that contract, and they move on from Dyson Mayo. All right, the trade deadline in the NHL is on March 3rd, and of course, all eyes will continue to be on Jacob Chikrin to see whether he gets moved before the third or not. The Coyotes are in action tonight. They are taking on the Calgary Flames at 7.30. You'll hear that game here on 98.7, the Arizona Sports app and ArizonaSports.com. So you'll get that there. NFL news. According to Ian Rappaport, former Cardinals defensive coordinator Vance Joseph interviewed with the Eagles for most of yesterday for their D.C. position. He is due to meet with the Eagles again today. Is also considered a top candidate for the Broncos defensive coordinator position. Well, of course, he used to be the head coach in Denver several years so ago. I'll just say this. I, I, I like Vance, and I think um, that he's going to end up with a defensive coordinator job. I think that's really good. I was kind of worried as it was taking their time before they let him out of his contract yep. that he wasn't going to get one of those jobs, but there were two jobs opening. I would hope that he gets one of them. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy visited Dr. Keith Meister today who recommended postponing surgery because of ongoing swelling in his elbow. So now they're not exactly sure they'll meet again in March, maybe have the surgery there. This might, depending on the extent of the surgery that is needed, push Purdy beyond an availability for the regular season, potentially, even if it's the most minor version of the procedure he can have. So a month later, still swelling in the elbow? Yeah. Too much to have the surgery. Does he play pick up basketball on his own? I doubt it. He's supposed to do nothing. If he can't throw the basketball or a football five yards, my guess is the answer is no. More Diamondbacks news, and this one comes courtesy of Nick Pecoro over at AZ Central. In a one-on-one interview with Zach Gallen, Gallen revealed that he had a chance to play for Team USA, USA in the World Baseball Classic and turned it down. Quote, my heart, I wanted to go play, but I think maybe it's not the safest bet sometimes to go out there and play. Close quote. So is that Zach Gallen? Alan talking to Scott Boris talking. <laughs> that's, I might that's, have been Scott Boris. It was Zach Gallen, but I'm sure he's relaying Scott, the message. Scott and Zach, man, I got a chance to start for the USA. Yeah, yeah, hell no, you're not playing, Nick. You want a big contract, kid? You don't risk it in getting in tournaments like that yeah. that don't mean anything. And he even said, "Look, he goes, it's the, we don't play this game for money, but I've got to think big picture here, and I got to understand he's you know coming what off the great we, season we, we that he had. We don't play this game for money. That's what he said." That's what he said. We don't play this game for money. Okay, great. Sign a deal with the con- with the Dimebacks right now. Tell your agent to go, you know, stick it and sh- sh- sign a deal right now. You don't well, play for money. You do play a little bit for money. We all do things for money a little bit. And then finally from the NBA, yeah, not a surprise. Money buys happiness. The NBA All-Star Game was the lowest rated and least watched edition. Uh, I didn't contribute to those ratings. I didn't watch one second of it. Ratings were down 29%. 
viewership down 27% from last year's All-Star game. Ooh, nobody cares. Any of the All-Star games. And honestly, the players don't either. And that kind of reflects, I think, in the ratings. Is it the play? I mean, LeBron played, he was barely in the game, right? I didn't watch it, but I read he was barely in the game. Giannis was barely in the game. I know he's hurt. That's some G League guy won the Kadunk contest. And he put on a heck of a show, but Mark McClune from the station. No, it's not not Mark Mark McClune McClune from Channel 5 and Channel 3. Won yeah, the dunk no, it contest. It was unbelievable. Him. They yeah, took a guy from Arizona, TV guy, does a good job. They put him in a dunk contest, and uh, he, he wins it. 